Okay, so uh, it's been a few weeks. I don't think we got together really to have a shir since the beginning of Sefer Shemais. So I figured maybe tonight we'll talk about an Indian that's sort of more cloistic about all of Golis Mitzrayim, Mitzis Mitzrayim, focused in on the parish in particular, but more cloistic. All right, so what's interesting is that by the Shir Sayyam, the whole mice of, of, of Kriyas Yamsav and Shir Sayyam, there is a focus on the horses of Parai, the horses of Mitzrayim. Right? Sos Varoich by Ram Vayam. That's how the Shir begins, right? Shir Sayyam Kigai Ga, Barashim did unbelievable things. Sos Varoich by Ram Vayam. It's the first thing we say. Is, and, that, and again, the Shira is about Kriya Siyam, so it's about Gulas Mitzrayim Bechlau. So the first thing we say about Gulas Mitzrayim is, is that the horses of Parai were Kiklav, uh, they were destroyed in the Yamsuf. It's the first thing we say. Now this Indian of Mitzrayim with horses, that is Skashvas, between Mitzrayim and horses, it's something we find in Halacha, uh, so we'll go, we'll talk about it for a few minutes this Indian, then we'll see in the Panemius where it takes us. In Sefer Shaif, in Parsha Shaifim, the Pasuk says like this, it's talking about the Allah of a king. So it says in Pasuk, Saim Tasm Allah HaMelech, the Vizimits, when you get to Eretz Yisrael, to appoint a king over Klal Yisrael. And then it goes through certain stipulations. Rak Lair Belay Susim, says in Pasuk that he's not, that the king is not supposed to have a lot of horses. As Chazal explained, he should have as many horses needed for his uh, chariots and so on, but not uh, just time to collect horses in his garage, you know? That's not what, what it's about. And he shouldn't lead the Jewish people back to Mitzrayim for the purposes of getting more horses. So that's what the Pasuk says. Hashem already told you, not to go back in that path, not to go back to Mitzrayim. So again, the Pasuk says, the king is being told that he has a mitzvah of not to have more horses than necessary. And not to bring Kalaisol back to Mitzrayim in order for to get more horses. Now, what exactly does the Pasuk mean? What's the connection between those two statements? So, in the Rishonim, the Rashi over there, in the Rabban, it becomes clear that it's basically Machlekes between Bavli or Shami, how to touch this Pasuk. The sheet of the Bavli is as follows that this Pasuk is telling you one love. There's one love in this Pasuk, which is, La Yirbalei Susan. That the king is being given a love that he's not allowed to have too many horses. If he gets horses more than what's necessary for his uh, chariots, he's over a love. Where do those horses, where does he buy it from? He could buy it from Mitzrayim. He could buy it from Eretz Yisrael. He could buy it from uh, Syria. He could buy it from wherever. If he has too many horses, that's already a love. And then the Pasuk is now giving the reason. The reason why the Baruch was geyser, that a king shouldn't have too many horses, is because Mitzrayim was known to be a place to have the best horses. And if the king gets this, like Meshagas in his head, he has, you know, people collect cars, he's going to collect horses. So therefore we're afraid that he's going to have a very strong connection with Mitzrayim because of the horses in him. And Mimela, it'll lead to the king setting up a whole industry, a whole, uh, you know, he'll send uh, Yidin to go live there and to be dedicated to raise his horses and he'll be able to have a, a constant supply of horses going back. And so that's the problem. The Rebbe says, don't have any more horses than necessary. I don't care if you're getting them from Australia. No horses more than, you're, than you need. Why? Mm-hmm. Because if... If I let it be, says the Rabbanu Shalom, 
then it might end up happening that you're going to set up, you're going to send Yidin to go live in Mitzrayim to take care of your, uh, of your you know, whatever they call it, the, the farming land over there that has the horses. And, and, that, and that, the problem is, and you'll lead Yidin to, leave, to live in Mitzrayim once again. And the, and the Rabbani Shalom said, the Rabbani Shalom doesn't want us to go back to Mitzrayim. Now this idea of the Rabbani Shalom not wanting Yidin to go back to Mitzrayim, that's already mentioned in Parshas B'Shalach. The, the Moshe says to Kalah Yisrael, these Mitzrayim that you're seeing now, you're never going to see them again. And Chazal already said that there's a prohibition on Yidin to move into Mitzrayim, to go to Mitzrayim. And so that's what's going on over here. Because there's a Nisr on Yidin to go to Mitzrayim. And the Rabbani Shalom is concerned that maybe the king is going to go out of his way to send Yidin to live in Mitzrayim. So therefore, the Rabbani Shalom made no more horses than, than needed, because that might cause, if, if you have as many horses as you want, it'll lead the king to send uh, Yidin to live in Mitzrayim. Okay, that's the Bavli. The Rishami is not like that. The Rishami learns the Pasuk over here is telling you two different Yisurim, two different Lava. Lav number one is Lo Yarbalei Susim. You're not allowed to have too many horses. Same as Bavli. Whatever horses you need for your chariots are fine. More than that is Asr. Now the Torah then goes on, the Pasuk then goes on to say, another Isser. The Isser that we, that, that which is, that just as there's an Isser on Yidin to live in Mitzrayim, to move to Mitzrayim, there's an Isser on the king to send Yidin to live to Mitzrayim. So in other words, you know, uh, if, if, if one Yid convinces another, you know what, I think, you know, you have a good spot in Mitzrayim, maybe it's good to, to Kedai, it's cheaper uh, housing over there, go move to Mitzrayim. So maybe you're in violation of Lufnevir, right? Because he's not allowed to live in Mitzrayim and you're convincing him to do that. Now, if he was going to do that anyway, and you're like sort of Vimechazikim, then that's not Lufnevir. But over here, it's Mitzrayim and things like that, which is Rabbana. But over here, the Torah is Vimechazikim, a new Isser, a Nisr on the Melech. That besides there being an Isser on Yidin to move to Mitzrayim themselves, there's an Isser on a king, La Yashiv Ha'am Mitzrayim. What does it mean, Laman Harbaisus? So then the Rishalmi, according to Rishalmi, the Pasi is just giving you an example. Why would the king ever want to send Yidin to Mitzrayim? In order to keep the, maintain his stables in Mitzrayim, because he's into horses. So even, that's how the Rishalmi breaks it down. Two different laws. Okay, so there's a problem. The Mepharshim ask an issue. How, if you read the Pasuk like the Bavli, there's a problem. If you read the Pasuk like the Rishalmi, there's a problem. If you read the Pasuk like the Rishalmi, there's a very obvious problem. Again, how does Rishalmi read? Two laven over here. One lav is, don't have more horses than necessary. Unrelated to anything. Just, I don't care where you get the horses from. If it's more than uh, what he needs, Sinisa Dreis, Aleph, base, New Isser. Just as there's an Isser of Yidin living in Mitzrayim, there's an Isser on the king sending Yidin to Mitzrayim. What do I, why does the Pasuk have to give me a reason why the king would ever do that? Laman Harbois says, let's say the king, uh, let's say Mitzrayim also has, uh, you know, they export uh, tomatoes, and the king wants to send Yidin to live in Mitzrayim to harvest and to cultivate the tomatoes in the tomato industry over there. That's also, it would also be a problem. All the Pasuk has to say is that just as there's an Isra on Yidin to live in Mitzrayim, there's an Isra on the king to send Yidin to Mitzrayim. Why would the king ever do that? Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. The Torah doesn't have to go out of its way to explain why Yid would move to Mitzrayim. So why do I have to go out of my way to explain why the king would send Yid into Mitzrayim? Laman harvest sauce, Laman harvest tomatoes, Laman... Whatever. Or Islam, Mishagas and Ezed. He wants Yid to live in Mitzrayim. If the Torah is giving a new Isser of Lo Yoshev Esau Mitzrayim, then why do you have to give an explanation of why a king would be tempted to do that? It's an The Torah says, don't wear shadness. It has to go out of its way. 
and you would wear shabnis because it's nice and warm. <laughs> Whatever. The Torah says it's the Yisr. We have to give an explanation of why there's a, why we're concerned about this. Finished. That's a kash from Farsh Mask on the Yisham. On the Bavli, there's also a kash. Why? Again, how's the Bavli read the Pasuk? But the Pasuk is basically saying a gezerah. Right? By Darbonans we have gezerahs, and by Darais also. The Torah said, I don't want the king to have more horses than he needs. Why? Because it says the Rosh because I'm concerned. The Gezerah is that if the king has the free range to have as many horses as he wants, and we know Mitzrayim is a big place, the horse industry over there, so we're afraid that the king is going to send Yidin to Mitzrayim to go live over there. The problem is, the Rosh asks, is that according to the Bavli then, then when you're counting the mitzvahs in the, in, in the way of the Bavli, then l'chayra, you should count the iser of the gzeira, which is not having more horses than needed. But you should also count the reason why the gzeira is in place, which is this new idea that there's a problem on the king sending it into Mitzrayim. I mean, so the, the, when the Rishonim passed like the Bavli and they count the Tarek mitzvahs, they only count the mitzvah of not sending, uh, not having more horses than necessary. The question is, if that's a gzeira. So fine, you want to count that as a love? 100%. That's a new, it's a new gezerah. But, if it, but it's a gezerah ought to. It's an isra that's because of a concern for something else. Then count to something else also. But Clearly there's a problem with that as well. You should not go down to Mitzrayim. No, so it's... It's just like So no, so the first should say, because it's not, it's not just a concern of, of the Yidin. The Pasuk says, It sounds like there's something that's wrong with the king sending Yidin down there. Yes, and because there's something that's wrong with that, that we're therefore making zeras on a dry so to that case. So if you're counting the zeras a lot, then count the thing. average person. Right. He could be in that position. And they'll be over this. Yeah, that's how the Right, right, right. Right. He asked this kasha. He quotes it from other achrenim as well. And he quotes at other situations of where the Torah says a certain iser, and it seems to be xeratu, and they're both counted as a lot. So why would it not be counted? Those are the issues over here. Those are the issues. Okay, so so let's begin to begin to investigate. <coughs> this iser of let, let's let's first get a handle on this on this idea of there being a prohibition of Yidin not going back to Mitzrayim, Yidin not going back to Mitzrayim, or maybe a special iser according to Yishalmi on a king not to send Yidin to Mitzrayim. This Indian of not going to Mitzrayim. The Yisoyed HaDover is as follows. The Yisoyed HaDover of, of, of Yidin not going back to Mitzrayim is not just because that place is off limits. The Yisoyed of this Isra of going back to Mitzrayim is in a certain sense that Rabbanu Shalom doesn't want you to undo Yitzis Mitzrayim. Notice it's not about the place per se, or even about the people. The concept is, is that if a Yid moves back to Mitzrayim, that's exactly what it is. It's moving back to Mitzrayim. The Rabbanu, we were in Mitzrayim for a reason, and the Rabbanu Shalom took us out of Mitzrayim. The concept is that to return to Mitzrayim means that on some level you're trying to undo Yitzis Mitzrayim. And that's the problem. Baharaya. So there's a, there's a well-known sheet of the Uraim. The Uraim says that together, this Isser of returning to Mitzrayim, a, a Jew is only over that, is if you go exactly back from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim. If you go to Mitzrayim from Canada, 
you're not a violation of the Yisr. The Ritzvah, the Yerim says even, even you know, many of Rishayim, that you have to go back mamish in that machna, right, in those camps. You have to go back in, uh, as Klaus, the way that Klaus will travel from Mitzrayim to Eretz Yisrael through the Midbar, that's the route that you have to take to go back to Mitzrayim, then you're over the lot. Why? Because the, the, the Yisr is not stomped to be in Mitzrayim. It's not because this place is Tomei. The, the issue is, is that you're undoing Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. You're undoing Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. So, Therefore, in order to really understand this Isser of being in Mitzrayim and how it relates to horses, because that seems to be, there's definitely a connection being made over here between being in Mitzrayim, undoing Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, and somehow this Indian of the horses of Mitzrayim. So we have to appreciate, so what was the Indian of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim exactly, and what does it do with horses? What does it do with horses? Okay. So let's begin with a, with a term from Rabbi Nachman. Let's go like that. Rabbi Nachman in, uh, in Samach Vav, in the Kutum Aran, he's going on the Pasuk by Elioh Navi. Elioh Navi, we know, um, you know, he's walking with Elisha, his Talmud, and Elisha asks his Rebbe, the, 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 he, he, note, he realizes, Pinavu and so on, that Elioh Navi is going to be Mistalik soon. And he asks Elioh Navi, Vihina Pishnaim Baruch that Elyonovi, please give me a bracha, that I should be zeichet to pishnayim bruchacha. From your spirit, double portion from your spirit. So Elyonovi says, if you'll be zeichet to be with me and to see me by my histalkas, then that'll be a simon that you'll have pishnayim bruchachi. If not, then not. And that's the maisa, he goes, and all of a sudden, this big uh, sara comes to Elyonovi and Elisha, and a rechev with susei eish, a chariot with horses of fire descend. Elnavi gets into that chariot with horses of fire, it goes up, and Elisha was like to see it, Memela he's like to pishnai. So Rabbi in this tyrant Samach Vav, you see already horses over there, susei eish, we'll see. Rabbi in this Torah is talking about how is it possible... For, say it again? When, when is this the Torah? By Elisha, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure. So the the what Rabbi Nachman is, is asking the Shaila is like this: How is it possible for Elyonavi to bench Elisha with Pishnayim? How could you give? How could Elio give Elisha more than what he has? And it's not just like okay, so you could say that Stam Elyonavi is going to be mispal, and the Rebbeinu should give you extra siyat deshmai. But the lashon was vina Pishnayim beruchacha. I want to have t- double portion of your chelik. So how could Elisha give him? Double of his own, he doesn't have it. How's that possible? So he says like this: Da, Rabbi Nachman says, It is possible for a Talmud whose makabel everything he has is from his Rebbe, and yet the Talmud is greater than the Rebbe. It is possible. How so? Dahainu. She like Pishnayim Karaba. You get a double portion from the Rebbe, even though it's from the Rebbe. So he says like this. Kiyis, it's well known, this goes back, you know, Mr. Chermagad is the Torah's like this. Shiesh la tzadik v'chines shnei ruches. That there's really two madregas to every single yid, especially by tzaddikim. Right? Avram, Avram. Moshe, Moshe. Right? Shtei chatzaitzus kesev is well known for the Mr. Chermagad. Right? Chatzitzuras. That there is who the yid is down here. And then there's the shersh and the of that tzaddik above. In, in more... Uh, you know, uh, Kabbalistic Shvach, you know, a Vak and a Gar, a sm- the, the Madrig of who the person is down here, and who the Madrig of that Neshama is in a much more expansive way up there. 
Okay. Now, B'derach Klal, there's a, there's a hefsik between the Avram above and the Avram below. Even Moshe, that doesn't have a hefsik, but it's still, uh, it's still, there's still a Moshe above and a Moshe below. But he says like this, and now that part of the neshama that's above, who gadol ma'id ma'id, is much greater than the tzaddik below. Now he says like this: you should know that b'shas histalkus at tzaddik, when the tzaddik is being nifter, how does the histalkus take place? The way the Histalkus works is not that the Malchamos comes and just takes the Neshama away. The way the Histalkus of a Tzaddik is, is that the Tzaddik above, the Sharsh and Neshama above, is being given the direction of descend below. Reveal yourself to the lower part of that Neshama. Now, when the lower part of the Neshama meets for the first time in 120 years, its twin above, it becomes so unbelievably enraptured by its higher chilek that automatically it becomes deeply connected to its higher chilek to the point of where it's unwilling and unable to be disconnected anymore. And the melo, when the higher portion is mystalic because it's not part of this world, it just came for a visit, it takes the lower part with it as well. So he says like this, when the tzaddik is mystalic, right? Then the neshama above descends and reveals itself to the neshama below. Then these two portions of the neshama become unified, right? Because the truth is, they always were one, right? And it was just it was just 120 years that they were being kept apart. The takev kishnas galan zelazah, and when therefore there's a moment of of giloi from the high part to the low part, this achdem oy b'achdes gadol they become unified, and he says like this: umachma sheruch teleila inu yachalis b'zalaylam. But because the high part of the neshama is not doesn't fit in this world, it's not supposed to be here. It was just here for a visit. Kitivoi inu yachalis b'klal zalaylam. The teva of the high part of the neshama is that it cannot take the gvulin. It can't take the kalim of this world. It's bigger than anything this world can contain. So automatically, it's only here for Mamasha visit. It can only be, be soival this world for a minute. So it's here for a minute, and all of a sudden, the lowest part of the neshama that is tolerable of this world, that sort of fits in this world, now meets its other half that's exploding with kaiches. It becomes attached to its higher half, and then when the higher half is time to go back, because it's only here for a moment, the whole neshama leaves. So it's not for the Malach HaMavis that takes the Neshama away. The Histalkus is a different way. This is why Rabbi Nachman goes on to say, this is why it's such a Chash Ve'inyan, by the, by, the, by the Tzaddikim, to be by a Tzaddik by the time of the Histalkus. Why? Because by the time of the Histalkus, it's not the Malach HaMavis coming. By the time of the Histalkus, there's an unbelievable Giloi of the Sharsha Neshama of the Tzaddik, which automatically causes the Neshama on a, on a, on a whole level to become swept up in that. And the Meilu of the Tzaddik's Neshama ascends above. But that's a moment of unbelievable giluyim. So Shemaychai, right? The day of the Petira, the, the, there was the biggest giluyim of Rabbi Shimon's life was the day of the Petira. The day of Histalkus, that's we celebrate that day because not because the, we're not celebrating the, the death of the tzaddik, we're celebrating the giluy that comes that, that causes the death of the tzaddik. That's mitzvah the tzaddik. But now Rabbi Nachman explains. Now the Talmud, throughout the whole life of the Talmud, the Talmud is mamish makusher nefesh benefesh with his rebbe. What part of the Rebbe, of the, of the Rebbe 
was the Talmud Mekusha to Mamish Adik Dukashal Nefesh, Adkadeh Mesiris Nefesh, the lowest part, the low part of the Neshama, right? The low part of the Tzaddik. Says Rabbi Nachman, if a Talmud is very much Mekusha to his Rebbe, then even when the Rebbe leaves, and even when the low part, the bottom half of the Tzaddik's Neshama is swept up in that huge top half of the Tzaddik, the, the Talmud is still Mekusha to the bottom half of the Tzaddik. Rabbi Nachman says, therefore, and the Talmud continues to be Makabal from his Rebbe. But now, his Rebbe is twice the size of who he was in his lifetime. So Mimela, if the Talmud continues to be Makabal from the bottom half of his Rebbe, but now the bottom half of his Rebbe is subsumed, and now Nichlal in what? In the top half of his Rebbe. So now when the Talmud is being Makabal from the bottom half of his Rebbe, the bottom half of his Rebbe is, part, is now Makusher and united and absolutely one with the top half of his Rebbe. Mimela, what's going to happen therefore is, is that the Talmud is going to be Zaycha to be Makabal, what in his lifetime was Pishnaim of the Rebbe. Right? Because, what, in other words, what's really happening is the Rebbe is always greater than the Talmud. But what the, when the Rebbe was alive, he, he was only half of himself. And so the Talmud could at most be half of that. He, he could only be that. But now that the Rebbe is what? is now a full neshama, and the bottom half of the Rebbe is now united with the top half of the Rebbe. And the Talmud is still makusher with the bottom half of the Rebbe. So the Mele, he's able to be yoinik, he's able to get moichin and madregis from the Rebbe, but from the full picture of the neshama of the Rebbe. And the Mele, what the Talmud therefore can walk away with, is pishnayim of what he was able to receive in his lifetime. Not because he's now greater than his Rebbe. He's taka greater than what his Rebbe was in his lifetime. But the reason, but he's not greater than the Rebbe now, right? Because then Rebbe now is, he's even that much greater, right? Because now the Rebbe is connected to the entirety of his neshama. And the Talmud is being yoinik still from the bottom half of the neshama. But now the bottom half of the neshama is drawing energy from the top half. And that's mamish kifli kiflaim. It's mamish much bigger than what the bottom half is by itself. So that's what's going on. Therefore, that's, that's what Elianavi was telling Elisha, Elisha, that if you want to be zaycha to be shnayim beruchachi, then you have to be there, you have to be zaycha to, to be by my salkas. That's what's going on here. This is the inyan of a sus. So the sus. There's the Gemara brachas. The Gemara says like this. The Gemara says in brachas, nun vavim base. We know every animal. Yeah, okay, you look at an animal or, or a piece of uh, mitzis of this world, it's just a mitzis, it's just a physical thing. But we know everything is created... You know, Rabbi Nachman says the Torah, he says every, the tzaddikim, the way they live, live life is that wherever they see, everything they, they experience, they're trying to figure, what's the covet shemayim that could come from that? What's the covet shemayim? What's the rutz in Hashem that's being misgalat to us through this particular animal, this particular Indian of Mitzias? What's the, what's the avoida? What's the elikus that a person could be makusha to through a sus? It's the Indian of a sus, entire. So the Gemara says in Brachas, non vavim like this, the Gemara says in Maisa that there was a, I think, I think Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel's nephew had a lot of like strange dreams, a lot of strange dreams, and he asked his uncle to be poiser his chaloimus. So one of the dreams he says like this: Amarle, Reisi beis raglai shenektu. Says I saw in a dream it was concerning him that both of his feet. The person says in my dream I thought both of my feet were cut off. And I was walking around like an amputee, low lane without feet. So what's the, you know, you should poiser positive. The meaning of that is, is that in your dream, you're being told that you're going to be zaycha to have a, a good horse. Meaning, 
what's being what's revealed to us in that Gemara is that the secret of a horse is that the horse is seen as the new legs of the rider, right? The rider he's a you know he's a top half and he's a bottom half. And usually when we think of okay, he still has legs, just he's sitting on a horse. But from that dream, that that pisran of Rabbi Shmuel, we're seeing not like that. Is that the pshat is that the legs of the rider no longer are, are, are bottom now. They're kilu, they're cut off. They're nichlal in the top half of the rider, and the bottom half of the rider is now he's now now there's a new bottom half which is now a horse. The Indian of a horse, therefore, is this Indian of a Talmud being zaycha to be makabal pishnaim of the Rabbi. See, it's an amazing thing. If you have a person, person's gavaldik, he's the Rabbi. Person's a human being. And the horse is a horse is a horse walking around. You know what's an amazing thing? When the rider gets on the horse, then all of a sudden the horse, the kaychis of the horse, who's stronger now? <laughs> the horse is very strong. The horse can take the rider to places that he couldn't go. So it would seem that who's greater, who's stronger? The rider or the horse? The horse is definitely stronger. So how's it possible? How's it possible? The Indian of a horse is this Indian of, of a Talmud that's being yoinik from the feet of his Rebbe when the feet of his Rebbe is nichla on the top half of his Rebbe. And so Mamela, the Talmud, who's still makusha to the bottom half of his Rebbe's neshama, when the bottom half of his Rebbe's neshama is makusha to the top half of his Rebbe's neshama, now the Talmud is being zaycha to pishnayim, more kaychis than his Rebbe had. So who, what's stronger, the feet of the rider or the horse? The horse is certainly stronger than the feet of the rider. So how is it possible that, that uh, so what does that mean? How is it possible then? In, in other words, if, if, how is it possible that all of a sudden now uh, a horse is going to be more chasher than the rider himself? The answer is, the, the, the feet of the, of the rider, when it's disconnected from the top half, right, is, is limited, it's weak. But if the feet of the rider is bottle and nichla on the top half of the rider, and the Talmud is being yoinik still from the feet, then all of a sudden the Talmud is able to be zaycha to pishnayim, to much greater strength than the feet had when they were stam feet. You understand? And so this is what a horse is. This is why a horse, the Zagmar and the Sachem, which describes a horse, and, and I'll go through the Pratim in a moment, but the, 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 the gather is that a horse has kaychis that doesn't seem to be able to be contained in the keli of the horse. The horse has a shop. The end of shop, you're not allowed to sell behind him because it's going to be you, it's going to drive shabbos. Besides the horse. Why? Because the horse is always driving on his own. Right. He has so much power. Yeah, it, it, it's just automatic. It's automatic. 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 Exactly, it's exactly. The, the exactly. The kaychis, the, kaychis can't, the iris can't, it's almost that it can't be contained in the kli. And that's, and that's because the horse is, is, is shaykh to this Indian of pishnaim baruchacha. Pishnaim baruchacha means that the kaychas that are coming into this particular kli are bigger than this kli can contain, really. Because this kli batsim is, 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 is the bottom half. But this bottom half is being zoichet to iris that are coming from a top half, too. So it's... it's, 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 it's that you couldn't do on your own, exactly. But it's all coming from the bittle of the horse to the rider. So the, the more the, 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 Tal, the Talmud has to remain bottled to the feet of the Rebbe, and then as long as the feet of the Rebbe are now being raised to the top of the Rebbe, so now the Talmud is being yonik 
and being zaychet akaychus that are much bigger than his particular kalim can be soivel. The Gemara Pesachim says like this: Kufi Gimel Mabez. The Gemara says Shisha Devarim Nemru Basos. Six things are said about a horse, and they're all yisoid. This yisoid of kaychus that are just pouring out of it, and almost to the point of where it can't be contained. It's uh, iris that don't fit in the kli. He says like this: The Gemara says Oyevus says Nos. Right there, kaychus kaychus of shefa that it doesn't even know what to do with. Ayavis al mulchama, right there, just the craziness. It likes the 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 balagan and the bilbo and the tayovayo of 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 mulchama because it has just too much kaychus. It doesn't know what to do with it. Ruchai gasa as a gaiva. Mayis is ashina. It can't stand sleeping, right? Because sleeping means what? Sleeping means where the kaychus are removed from the kli. It's the opposite. The the the, the horse. The horse is so full of energy, it can't stand the fact that it has to sleep. It has to sleep. Shitanash, we'll talk about this in a moment. But this, the horse sleeps only the most basic amount of sleep necessary because the energy and the kaychas are just overwhelming. Oichel harbei umaytzi kima. It eats a lot and it only pushes out a small amount. It doesn't fit. It, it, it bringing in more pishnai, pishnai, pishnai. And even what it, what it takes out, is a drop in the bucket compared to what it's bringing in. It's just more, more kaychas, more shefa, more shefa. Where does the horse get the shefa from? No, it's the ho- no, let's put it this way. The horse is the Talmud. The rider is the Rebbe. The horse is the Talmud. Right? And that's why the, re- the Rebbe has to give hadrocha to the Talmud. The, re- the, the horse doesn't know what it's doing. It's a, it's a behemoth. And the rider is the Rebbe. He's the Balsechel. He's the Chacham. And he has to be madrich, the horse, what to do. But all of a sudden, there's this unbelievable thing that the horse, which is the Talmud, is stronger than the Rebbe. How is it possible that a Talmud should be stronger than a Rebbe? But the answer is because the feet of the rider became bottled to the top half of the rider. And the Talmud, who's deeply connected to the bottom half of the Rebbe, well, the bottom half of the Rebbe is now part of the top half of the Rebbe. And so now the Talmud is now being yoni kaiches that are mamish pishnayim of what the Rebbe was. Because what the Rebbe was in this world was only half of who the Rebbe was. But now that the Rebbe is is complete, because the bottom half became bottom the top half, and the Talmud is still being yoinik from the bottom half, so in this world you see the Talmud being greater than the Rebbe. So the greatness of the Talmud, the fact that the horse is, is overflowing with kaiches, pishnayim, mamish pishnayim, a kifla kiflayim, the kaiches that is coming, is because of this is badless to the Rebbe. So you have this strange dynamic, where the Talmud Elisha is greater than, than El Yonavi was in his lifetime, but he still looks at his Rebbe as mamish, like uh, the source of my chiyas. Even though he's Lamaisa greater than his Rebbe. That's the meaning of a horse. This is why, again, as I mentioned before, when Elinavi goes up, he goes up with a chariot of fire. For example, the, uh, the Gemara says that, that a Talmud Chacham, Tzadikim, uh, they sleep at night, but a Talmud Chacham, unless you have to, shouldn't sleep shouldn't sleep during the day more than Shinas Asos, more than Shitanash. Why? So the reason in Shar in Sharp Sukim and Parshas Veschanan says the reason as follows. He says like this. He says there's such an idea, and it's everything we're talking about. There's such an idea as an Ibr Nisham. An Ibr Nisham. What's an Ibr Nisham? Ibr Nisham is that the guy's walking around, and who is this person? This person's roofing. This person is Shem. An Ibr Nisham is that the Rabbanu Shalom decides that for whatever reason, for this guy's tikkun, for the sake of the tzaddik, this person is going to be given a second Nisham. So he has his neshama, and he's going to be given a second neshama. And the neshama of a tzaddik, of who knows, right? 
And why is that? Either because maybe this guy did a mitzvah that's somehow connected him to the tzaddik, or maybe he needs to do a mitzvah, then he see the shmaya from the tzaddik, but I'll call upon him. All of a sudden, this person has pishnai. He has his own neshama, and now he has a neshama of a tzaddik within him, and he's bursting with kaiches. Said that Rizal, if he were to take a sleep during the day, more than the sleep of a horse, then he might lose that ibn neshama. Then by the time he sleeps for an extended period of time, the neshama, the neshama goes up when you're sleeping. And so if you do it during the day, when it's not the normal time of sleeping, and it's more than the sleep of a horse, then the tzaddik's neshama that was in you might uh, find other places to go. So you don't want to give the, you don't want to give the tzaddik the opportunity to just dray around and ganed, and you want to hold him as much as possible. So sleep only like a horse. So the question is, why like a horse then? No, like, what's this gather of a horse? That's what a horse is. A horse in elikus is this Indian of what? Of having a certain kli. Your kli is able to is custom made for one neshama, but all of a sudden it's pishnai. Also, it's pishnai. Why? Because you're mekasher yourself to a tzaddik that comes from before. And that's the, that's the Indian of a horse. That's the kachas of a horse. What was, t- was Golis Mitzrayim about? Let's understand. On a very broad picture, what was Golis Mitzrayim? So the Pasuk says in, in, the, end of, uh, in the beginning of Parashat Ve'er, right? When Moshe Rabbeinu is complaining that things are getting worse, so the Rav says to Moshe Rabbeinu, So what does Rashi say? Everyone knows. Rashi says, the Rav is saying, Yeah, what I used to have with the other Zakdashim. I could have done whatever I wanted to them, and they would never have tainas. And you, the, the, the one thing I'm telling you to do, the first thing, you all of a sudden you have tainas. In other words, on the one hand, the Pasuk is saying, the Rav is saying, I, the Ovis, are so much greater than you. So much greater than you. You should be mavatli yourself to the Ovis. That's what the Rav is saying to Moshe. Moshe was not just like fetching on the side. He's telling Moshe, an avoid. Everything the Rav says is an avoid. So the Rav says to Moshe Rabbeinu, you have no idea the Ovis were so, so greater than you. What is Hashem saying to Moshe Rabbeinu? Be mavatli yourself to the Ovis. And yet the same Pasuk, what's the other message of the Pasuk? You're going to be zaychet to Yudke Vavke. They only had Kelshakis. I don't get it. On the one you tell me the Ovis are greater than you. And Moshe Rabbeinu therefore has to be mavatl himself to the Ovis. Mitzat Shani, the Rabbanu is saying, but you're going to have bigger kaychas than them. <laughs> so, which way is it? Are they greater than me? Am I greater than them? What, the Ovis Akhtoishim and the Dar De, and, and, and the, the Shivim Nefesh and the Dar of, of, of Yosef Atzadik, they did not have Har Sinai. But yet, the Shibut couldn't happen because they were such great tzaddikim. So who's greater? The Ovis? Or, or Kal Yisrael. Harsina could only happen when you have Shishim Riboy. I guess Shishim Riboy is greater than the Ovis. Say such a thing. Every day in Davin, we say, look at look at Yaakov. So what's going on over here? Is it Yuridus Adairus? Or is it Elias Adairus? The answer is, it's the same Indian as Pishnai. The Indian of Mitzrayim, the goals of Mitzrayim was to prepare Kal Yisrael for this truth, that you are actually going to move on from this womb of Mitzrayim, and you're actually going to become greater than the previous generations. You're going to be, you're preparing yourselves now to stand by our Sinai and to receive the Torah, Madregas, that your ancestors were not Zaychah to. But you know why you're being Zaychah to these Madregas? Because of your Zbadlis to the previous generations. Because don't, even though right now, in terms of this world, you are going to have Madregas that are greater than the ancestors had in this world, but the reason why you're Zaychah to them now is because you're still connected to their feet. And now, as, since they've passed on, their feet is even greater. Yeah. So you're going to be zaychat to pishnayim because of your hisbatlus to them. 
This is what Mitzrayim is. Therefore, Mitzrayim is is the this is what had to be this is what had to be developed in a holy way in Mitzrayim. A sense of confidence that you are going to embrace your mission, Yidden, becoming greater than your ancestors, but always realizing that your greatness and your success and your shame havaya that I will reveal to you is because you're coming from Avasakdash. Even though Lamaisa, you're going to be greater than they were at their lifetime. But your, but your greatness is coming through the Hisbadlus that you had to them. That had to be developed in Mitzrayim. So therefore, Mitzrayim is always going to be the klipa. It's going to be the flip side, the opposite of that. Mitzrayim, therefore, is a place in which the peace, shalom, between these two worlds of bittel to previous generations and confidence to actually move past and develop and become greater with the next generation, Mitzrayim, only, only Kedusha is able to make shalom between opposites. Mitzrayim couldn't make that shalom. This is why, one second, this is why in Mitzrayim you have two extremes. Either you have a melachadash, and Mitzrayim is what? Forget about the past, we're greater than the past. I don't know who the brunch is, I don't care about Yosef as well. There's ancient history. Move on from that. And Mitzrayim, in Mitzrayim, you have a, a base avodim, and the Gemara says about avodim is what? Is a test kavim shina yard loylam, ten measurements of, of sleepfulness went to the world, and avodim took nine. What's, why, why are avodim sleeping? Because it wasn't Evid. Evid is complete his badlas to his master without any kaychas of his own, without any dreams of becoming any greater than his master. That's sleepfulness. That's the kaychas becoming removed from the kli of the Evid. Not overflowing with kaychas like a horse. It, it, it's either one of two things. Either you're an Evid in Mitzrayim and you're completely bottled to the past and you can't move on at all. Or you're completely forgetting the past and all you have are dreams of becoming greater and moving away from where you come from. That's, that's what it is. But that's Golis Mitzrayim. Yitzis Mitzrayim is what? It's Vayinatzlu Es Mitzrayim. They emptied out Mitzrayim. What does it mean to empty out Mitzrayim? It means they took both of those in Yonim. They took both of those in Yonim of what? The absolute bittle to the past. An absolute confidence in forgetting the past and, and believing that you could become better than your past and they were miyacheted to. Therefore, the Indian of Geulis Mitzrayim means that you conquered the Sus de Kedusha. You conquered the Sus de Kedusha. You have the power of the Sus of Kedusha. You have it under your belt. Therefore, the Avera of returning to Mitzrayim, which means in Halacha undoing Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, as we said from the Yireim, the Ritva, that it's literally going back in the same route, which means the Avera of Geulis Mitzrayim is, of, of living Mitzrayim is, is to undo that. Therefore, that is one and the same as having too many horses. Too many horses means kol hamaisif gareya. Kedusha is exact. If it's too much, it means it's that Indian in Klippa. Just like if it's too little, it's that Indian in Klippa. What is, how, the Indian of a king not being allowed to have too many horses means is that the Indian of a horse, which is specific to a king also, right? Because what's a king? King has to have that confidence and that sense of achrayis that his generation should be better than the previous one. A king is a manhik, and a manhik has to has to go weiter. That's what a manhik is. He has to lead. He's hoylich He has to go headstrong in war. He has to be kovish. He has to go. He has to conquer. But a king also has to have unbelievable spotless. The king is yorish the malchus from his father. The king once he bows in shmenesrei by baruch he doesn't get back up again. 
the secret of a king is this yichr of what? Of having a susim dikdusha, of having an absolute balance of bittel to the past, which gives you the strength to become greater than the past. By having too many horses, that means the king is veering off the path of the sus dikdusha and veering into the world of the sus of klipa. And the sus of klipa is, I don't want to have, I'm, you know, I come from monkeys and I want to move past that. Or, or bechlal, falling asleep. Therefore, the, the Avera of having too many horses is one and the same with returning to Mitzrayim. When the Bavli says, when the Bavli taich, that the Pasuk means, the king shouldn't have too many horses because it's a gzera, he might come to lead Klaisel back to Mitzrayim. In Nigla, it sounds like it's a gzera, but in Pneumius, that is the Avera itself. You don't have to count it as twice. By a king having too many horses, that is returning Klaisel to Mitzrayim. That is, that is returning Klaisel. That is the Pneumius of the Isra. The Pneus of the Israel is by having too many horses, which means that he's not he's disconnecting from the Sus of Kedusha. And he's and he's moving into that world of, of the Sus of Klipa, of what? Of Ashulai Zachras Yosef. So then uh, so then automatically, automatically the 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 the, 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 the that, that is returned to Mitzrayim. And if the Melech returns to Mitzrayim, all of Klaisos returned to Mitzrayim. He's the heart of the people. So as as soon as the king and makes this mistake of either of thinking that I'm either bottled to the past or I'm moving forward and I have to make that choice and that's expressed by what? by him having too many horses the eating of, of, of the sus of Kedusha which is the balance of having a past but being able to use that as this chazkas to go weiter then all of a sudden all of a sudden what? all of a sudden what? he's not able to that, that itself is Mitzrayim this is why the sheer of this Avera is exactly the amount of horses he needs for his riders. Why? Because that's what, that's what riding a horse is. A Susta Kedusha is a horse that has Kaiches, unbelievable Kaiches, but it's being, it's being ridden by a rider. That's where it's getting its Kaiches from. It's being led by a rider that's weaker than it. But once the king has horses that are more than needed for his riders, then what are these horses doing? They're just stam during a cup on their own. They're without a rider. They're kaiches, kaiches adbali die, mamish kaiches that are overflowing in the kli, but it's not, there's no bittel to anything above them. There's without any bittel. That's actually Zachar's Yosef. That is Gold's Mitzrayim. That's what's going on over here. This is why the, the Shiras Hayam, which is the Shira of Yitzhak's Mitzrayim, it's Ashir Hashem Ki Goi Ga'a. It's all about double. It's Pishnayim. It, the entire end of Chris Yamsevus Pish Nine. We already got out of Mitzrayim Parshas Boy. What do you need Parshas B'shala for? You already have the first day Yontif. What do you need? What do you need Shvishal Pesach for? It's not a separate Yontif. You don't say Hal Shvishal Pesach, right? The full, the full Hal, right? There's no Shechiyano. So what is it? It's Chazara. It's Pish Nine. It's the whole because that's the end of, of, of Mitzrayim. Is what is how you Zaycha as a people to be greater than your Rebbe, when at the same time. Realizing that the reason why you're greater than the Rebbe is because of your Rebbe. It's Pishlein Bruchacha. It's Ashil Hashem Ki Goi Ga. And Sus Vareich by Ram Vayam. It's a whole Indian. That's the whole Indian of, of Shir Siyam. That's even the, the, the Shir also has a double, doubleness to it. Is that you have, you have the men singing, and then you have the women being Mashtatif. Shir is Miriam. Weiter. This is an Indian of Zacher versus Nekeva. Zacher is about going weiter. Nekeva means to be makabel from the past. The, the side of this Indian, of Sus, 
But the Kedusha is a yich between Zohar and Akeva. This is why, it's, even the Pasuk says in Shir Shirim, Usasib Rechve Parai, that the description of Chasen and Kala, right, is connected with the Indian of Asus. The, the Chasen and Kala, being this, the Simcha of Chasen and Kala, is being described like the Susim of Parai, or the Susim of Parai. What's the sound that a horse makes? In Hebrew, how do you say this, the, the sound of a horse? Tzahalas, right? Tzahalas Susa, the Pasuk says uh, in Yirmiyah. That you talking about the the Churban Bayis Rishon, that they heard the sound, the the the, the name, the brain, whatever the, the word is in English, the Tzahalas Susav. How do we know the word Tzahalas? Where where are we more familiar with? Cult, right? Shabar Sasim Esemcha, Metzhalas Chasim Nekal, Metzhalas Chasim Nekal. The the sound of a Chasina is the same word as the sound of a horse. It's brought down in the Swarm also, even by the Balik Diktuk, that the word Sus comes from the same word as Sus. Sin, sin and Samach are interchangeable. What is a what is a sus have anything to do with a yichud chasim The answer is that's exactly what a sus dikdusha is. A sus dikdusha means is that there's a part of you which is zacher dik which is going weiter, and there's a part of you which is nekeva dik looking in the past, and they're unified, and it's pishnai bruchach. It's pishnai bruchach, and then you have pruravu. That's pruravu. It's pishnai bruchach. All of a sudden you had one person, and now there's more of that person. It's Pishnayim Bruchach. That's the site. That's the site of a sus. This is all. This is why the um, in um, in uh, what should we call it uh, in, uh, in in the Parak Shira. So if you look at what what's the pasuk on a sus, so the pasuk for a sus is Keine Avada Valyad Adinehem Keine Shichol Yarkivirta Keine Neinu Hashem Lakeinu Atchichanei. The the song of a sus is. The Eved looking back at the eyes of the Master, looking for direction. That's what the song of a Sus says, because that's, that's a Sus Tikdusha. The Sus is overflowing with Kaichas and it wants to run, like you said, it just wants to go. It wants to go. But, it, but there's a part of it that realizes that its ability to go is only because it's able to look back at to get that direction, and that is Bible's. Because the feet of the rider are Nichlal and Batal in the top half of the rider, and now the Sus becomes. Is is now replacing the bottom half, right, of the rider? Then now he has pishnai. Now he's pishnai. The Talmud through his esbadlus, this rabbi, meilas could be zayich to pishnai of the rabbi, who the rabbi was in his lifetime. This is this side. This is the end of Galus Mitzrayim. Of Galus Mitzrayim and Galus Mitzrayim. I think as you know, we have to remember that also. Any kaiches that we have, any kaiches we have as a klal, as yichidim, it's only on the feet of the previous generations. It's only on the feet of our rabbi. Even if it means that we're going to be zechut to be shnayim, yeah. There's an interesting word of shomash. It says sizba rodboy, and puts together the pussy, the musi susi. Yeah. It says in Mitzrayim, the sis took down the roichem. Normally, the roichem drives. Oh, right. So it oh. says in Mitzrayim, you saw the sis taking down the roichem. Right. The same right. as Hashem, that he's basically normally should have been the roichem, but right. he's the the. He lets the he lets us being in the driver's seat, right. just like the sis in Mitzrayim. Down the, the, the so we take the Rosh Hashanah. Right. But you see that Indian. You see that Indian talking in, in Klippa. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. that Indian in Klippa where the Sus is taking. It's not the Keni Hashem, Keni Avadav El Adonai. That's not the Vayda. No. Shem Shabbos. We're going to become holy horses. Holy horses. A lot of horsepower. A lot of horsepower. This generation has a lot of horsepower. She has to know where the horsepower is coming from.